Okay, so this is the intro. Um, the episode today is about anxiety and stress. So we advise if you cannot listen to the following content to not proceed. So this is a trigger warning for anyone that may need it. So Josh, you want to actually get into the stuff we're talking about today? I mean, do we want to start maybe like a bit more chill? We can, we can ask, like, how, how's everyone what been? He said no. But like, yeah. I don't want to start. I don't want to start. You know what? I, I quit. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'll go home. I'm not first, feeling it right now. 30 second with podcast. my loved ones. So how was your day? I don't know. No, no. Who are you asking? Are you asking? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> I asked that last time. You guys made fun of me. Yeah, yeah that's exactly to... why they asked it. Yeah. You need oh. to say it to someone. Okay, well, my day was great. Um, no, it wasn't. Okay, uh, next. Oh. Okay. Um... Okay. Great um, ways. <laughs> Talking about your day. I was thinking um, about like what happened, but I don't remember. Moving on to my day. Um, it was great. Um, Miss Coolis, if you're listening to the podcast right now, um, I have a confession to make. So the essay that you gave me two weeks ago, I did it in five hours last night. And, as you um, should. Honestly, as I should. As yeah. you should. Thank you for giving us the 12-hour extension. Um, yeah, I use it to the best of my ability. I totally wasn't, you know, banking on luck that you would give us an extension. Um, yeah, anyways, it was insanely hot yesterday. It was like almost 40 degrees with the, yeah, yeah, whatever. Wait, Josh, did you go outside yesterday? Yeah. I went biking. That explains why it was hot. (laughs) Okay. I wonder how long it took him to come up with that. I I always think of it. It's just always there in the like back of my head. You're just waiting to say it to Josh. Of course. I mean well, I get anxious. I get I get anxious when I talk to the guy. Speaking of anxiety, nice transition. I, I, I just, I knew. Jeez. Okay. Um, All right. Today today's topic is anxiety and stress. So Josh, would you like to begin? You can you can say no if you want, but would you like to begin um talking about what anxiety and stress is? I appreciate you asking for consent. That's very responsible of you, Neloy. <laughs> oh, but yes, I'd love to. I'd love to start. Um, so, anxiety and stress—two very big, like, keywords that you've probably heard been like thrown around by a lot of people, um, especially if you're a student. So, I think most, if not all, people will experience at least stress and like maybe anxiety from time to time. So they're a bit different, the two terms. So stress is any demand placed on your brain or physical body. And when people are stressed, they report feeling like they're, they're have, they have like multiple demands being placed on them. They're like kind of being pulled in like a bunch of different places. Um, so this can be triggered by an event that makes you feel frustrated or nervous or just like a bunch of things coming together all at once. And that just leads to a lot of stress. Anxiety, on the, hand, on the other hand, is more so a feeling of like fear, worry, or unease. Okay, so moving on, um, it's also very important to realize that stress and anxiety are not always bad. Um, you may think that this having stress or being anxious um, is just like a very, very bad thing all the time, but that's actually not the case. So in the short term, um, both stress and anxiety can also help you overcome a challenge or dangerous situation. So a few examples of like everyday stress and anxiety include just like worrying about finding a job or maybe like a test, a project, um, being embarrassed in certain social situations. These aren't always bad. They can actually help you. And um, if you don't experience 
some sense of anxiety or stress, you might actually not be motivated. And we talked about this in our motivation episode. Um, you should watch that, by the way. That was a good one. But it's very important, you know, to like have those things to keep you motivated to do things that we need to do. For, for instance, if you're like studying for a big test, if you aren't, if you aren't stressed about it, you're just not going to, you know, kind of study and then you might fail. So not ideal. Um, but of course, stress and anxiety can be very, very bad and negative. And this is when they start interfering with your daily life. And it may indicate a more serious issue that you may have underlying or just something in the future that may come up. Um, if you have it occurring frequently, something like the thing of like everyday stress, if you're having it every single day for like a month, that's not really good. It could be a sign of like having an anxiety disorder. Um, so if you have a disorder, that's an anxiety disorder, you may feel like very anxious and stressed on a daily basis and for like really prolonged periods of time. And there's just a few disorders that you may have heard of. So generalized anxiety disorder or GAD is just like a very common disorder. That's really just when you have uncontrollable worriness. Um, so just like, like you may have experiences really worrying about bad things a lot. So people with GAD just kind of have that on another level and they're worrying about everything all the time. And it really hinders them from being able, being able to just function properly in normal life. Uh, another thing is panic disorder. So these are just conditions that cause panic attacks. Um, you may have seen these in like maybe movies or maybe even seen someone experience someone something like this in real life, but it's just moments of extreme fear very, very quickly accompanied by like a pounding heart, shortness of breath and a fear of impending doom. And they can seem very, very scary. And it may feel like you may have baby having like a stroke or heart attack, but it's actually just kind of all mental. Uh, another thing is post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, a condition that causes flashbacks or anxiety as a result of a traumatic experience, typically in childhood. Another one is social phobia, basically just like a phobia. So having intense feelings of anxiety in situations that involve interacting with others, so just being really, really scared, maybe like stage fright, but pushed up to like 11. Um, and then lastly is just obsessive compulsion disorder or OCD. And interestingly enough, I didn't know this is actually an anxiety disorder, but turns out it is. So this is a condition that causes repetitive thoughts and the compulsion to complete certain ritual actions. And a lot of people may think that OCD is just kind of the thing about like, oh, I have to have all of my pencils in like the same order. Um, and to some extent it is, but it's like, if you don't have it in the same order, you're going to have like almost an anxiety attack. So that's kind of the anxiety and stress aspect of OCD. And yeah. I didn't even know like half of those were anxiety disorders. Yeah. I know so like, this is why like our PTSD. podcast is educational. I know PTSD and panic disorders, like the definite ones, but the generalized thing and like social phobia, OCD. Yeah, OCD. Out. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to causes. So the causes of anxiety disorders aren't actually fully understood. So life experiences such as traumatic events appear to trigger anxiety disorders in people who are already prone to anxiety. Um, there can also be medical causes that can lead to anxiety. So um, if you have like an underlying health issue, in some cases, anxiety signs and symptoms are the first indicators of a mental medical illness. Um, it is possible for your anxiety to actually be due to an underlying medical condition. So it can come as almost like a pair. So either you have anxiety and that can be a sign of having another medical condition or you have a medical condition and that can cause anxiety. So there's actual factors that increase your risk of actually developing anxiety. 
So that could be trauma. So like a child um, or just them enduring like abuse or trauma or witnessing something that's highly traumatic that can just increase the risk of developing anxiety in general. But that is also um, the case for adults as well. So if adults experience a traumatic event, that can also develop um, into anxiety disorders. And the other one is stress due to an illness or just really, really heavy stress in general. Um, so having a health condition or a serious illness can cause significant worry about issues such as your treatment and your future, and that can actually lead to anxiety. Stress buildup can also lead to anxiety, for example, a death of a family member, work stress, or just ongoing worries about finances for adults. Your personality. People with certain personalities um, are actually more prone to anxiety disorders than others are, which is something I did not know. And then there's, if you have other mental disorders, such as, um, let's say you have depression, you often do actually develop anxiety disorders. Or if you have a blood relative with an anxiety disorder, you might actually just have anxiety because it runs in your family. And then also drugs or alcohol. So misuse of drugs or alcohol or withdrawal can actually cause or worsen anxiety in general. Okay, so Ezra talked a lot about the causes of anxiety. So I'm gonna talk a little bit about the causes of stress. So I think stress is something that more people, it's more common that people face. So like I, I experience stress. I'm sure everyone else here experiences stress. So um, stress can either be uh, caused by something big, like something big that's happening in your life, or it can be built up by like little pressures. And uh, there are a few things that are like causes. So one of them that's really big is being under lots of pressure. So things like school, so like your courses, your extracurriculars, um, and your parents. Another factor uh, that could cause stress is uh, facing big changes. So just an example, they could this can come in like all sorts of different things. So an example would be moving or like going to a new school. Of course, like me having to go to like a new school that wasn't my home school for high school. Well, that was school a lot of times, but that was really scary. And that created a lot of stress for me going into grade nine. Another thing is like, it's as simple as worrying about something. So like, say you have like a test the next day and like that, of course that adds stress because you think you're not going to do good on it and you have to like be prepared and stuff, but that makes you like also worry about it. So that causes more stress. And Another thing is not having much or any control over some situation. So the example that I can relate to is like group projects. So there have been like group where you're like put into a project with people and like a lot of them don't do any work or like maybe someone takes like control of everything, but you also want to take control of everything. So like it it bothers you and they do things like their way, but you want to do it your way. If that like, maybe that's just me, but some people um also like to take control and that can cause stress to some people like who are over perfectionists and the last one is like having responsibilities that you find overwhelming so things like extracurriculars like some people when they join high school they have so many extracurriculars that they can't even like balance everything out and that creates a lot of pressure and stress on someone and lastly not having enough work (laughs) and like activities can also have an impact like that sounds weird but if you think about it, like during COVID, like in the summer or like um, when COVID first started, happened like last March, I was so bored because school like was completely cut off for a few, like a month, I think. And so I was so bored. And like, I always had like this feeling in my head that I had to do something, which caught like, which caused stress 
I don't know if anyone feels that like you know like one day you're just like oh I have nothing to do but you feel like you do and that just causes so much stress because you're like oh what do like you're just constantly thinking and worrying about it I don't know if anyone feels that way I mean when COVID started and like we got like a break from school I just didn't wear extracurricular so I do not relate to the boredom part of it oh I literally did nothing I was like sitting down I watched so many tv shows so moving on to the effect of both stress and then anxiety so um you actually feel more nervous restless or tense that's a given you also have a sense of impending danger panic or doom um you have an increased heart rate you could actually hyperventilate um (laughs) so you sweat more you tremble more you feel weak Um, or you feel tired, you have trouble concentrating about anything except the thing that's worrying you, you have trouble sleeping, insomnia, Um, you have GI problems, you have difficulty just controlling your worry in general, and you have the urge to avoid things that trigger your anxiety. So now to get into more specifics. So your central nervous system is essentially impacted a lot. Um, And because of that impact, it can increase the frequency of headaches, dizziness, and depression. So when you feel anxious or stressed, your blood floods, um, your brain floods your nervous system with hormones and chemicals designed to help you respond to a threat, which is usually a good thing. But if it's like there for too long, it can be harmful to your physical health in the long run. Um, For example, long-term exposure to cortisol can contribute to weight gain. So that's cool. Um, And then cardiovascular system. Anxiety disorders can cause rapid heart rates. um, Okay. (laughs) Um, Chest pain and overall high blood pressure and heart disease. So if you already have heart disease, um, anxiety disorders may just increase the risk of coronary events. So now by your digestive system, you can actually have a loss of appetite. You can eat too much. You can also have frequent stomach aches, nausea, diarrhea, and other digestive issues. Your immune system. So anxiety can trigger your fight or flight um, instinct, which just releases a flood of chemicals and hormones into your system. So in the short term, this is actually pretty good for you because like your pulse increases, um, your breathing rate increases, and your brain just gets more oxygen in general. But if it goes on for too long, then your body never gets the signal to return to normal functioning. And this can weaken your immune system. So if someone were to get like the current vaccine that has anxiety, the vaccine would not work um, as efficiently for someone that does have anxiety. So your respiratory system, anxiety causes rapid shallow breathing. And if you have um, COPD, you can actually have an increased risk of hospitalization from anxiety related complications. And anxiety also makes asthma much, much worse. And some other um, effects are headaches, muscle tensions, insomnia, depression, social isolation. And if you have PTSD, you'll have constant nightmares, or you may experience flashbacks and relive a traumatic experience over and over again. And as for the effects of stress, I do not know why I'm smiling while doing this. I'm not creepy, I promise. Um, so I just cope with humor, my bad. So emotional symptoms of stress include becoming easily agitated, frustrated, and overall moody. You feel overwhelmed and you feel like you're either losing control and, or you need to take extreme control of your life. You have difficulty relaxing and overall just shutting down your brain to sleep. So you don't sleep. 
um, you feel bad about yourself. So your self-esteem is pretty low and you feel really lonely, you feel worthless, you feel depressed and you tend to avoid others. The physical symptoms of stress include low energy, headaches, upset stomach, including diarrhea, constipation and nausea, aches, pains, intense muscles, chest pain, rapid heartbeat, insomnia, again, and frequent infections colds and overall diseases because your immune system is not as strong as it once was. You lose desire in general, you're more nervous, you shake more, you might have ringing on your ear, you can have cold or sweaty hands and feet, you have a dry mouth, you have difficulty swallowing, you can clench your jaw a lot or grind your teeth a lot, and you also um, just are constantly worrying, you have racing thoughts, you're really forgetful or disorganized, you have an inability to focus, poor judgment, you can be pessimistic or always see the negative sides of things. And then the behavioral symptoms are, once again, just changes in appetite. So eating too much or eating too less, procrastinating, avoiding responsibilities, drug abuse, um, nervous behaviors like nail biting, fidgeting, and other stuff. And if you have um, long-term stress, then you can actually have mental health problems like depression, anxiety, and personality disorder. You can also have a higher risk of heart disease, high blood pressure, abnormal heart rhythms, heart attacks, and stroke. You can have obesity and other eating disorders, and you can have sexual dysfunction. Your hair and skin also have problems with them, so you can get acne or permanent hair loss. And yeah. Uh, as we talked about something called cortisol, uh, it's... Uh, so if you don't know what that is, it's a stress hormone and it's like, it's triggered when you, uh, when you like have experienced a stressful event. So in case you didn't know that. Yeah. Anyways, um, let's move on to how to manage and treat anxiety and stress. So let's go over how to manage it. Okay. Without having to go to a doctor or anything or whatever. Um, please take a time out if you need it. Okay. Um, you should practice yoga, listen to music, meditate get a massage or learn uh, relaxation techniques. Stepping back from the problem um, usually helps clear your head. You should eat a well-balanced meal. So don't skip any meals. Uh, keep healthful energy boosting snacks on hand. That'll help you get through the day. Um, limit alcohol and caffeine. Um, it can aggravate anxiety and trigger panic attacks. Um, get enough sleep. When stressed, your body needs additional sleep and rest. Um, available in sleeping? No, okay. That explains a lot. Um, exercise daily to help you feel good and maintain your health. Um, get out of the, get out, uh, check out fitness tips, um, uh, online, um, take deep breaths, um, you know, inhale and feel slowly. You might want to, you know, count to 10 while doing this or count to 20, um, do your best. So instead of aiming for perfection, which isn't possible, um, be proud of, um, however hard you try. Okay. Um, that sounded right. Um, Accept that you cannot control everything. So put your stress in perspective. Um, is it really as bad as you think? And um, welcome humor, okay? Because you know, being able to laugh, feeling happy, it goes a long way. And learn what triggers your anxiety. So is it work, family, school, something else you can identify? Uh, write it in a journal if you feel like you need that. And um, look for a pattern. And um, you know, if you have friends or family, you should you know, tell them you're feeling overwhelmed. Talk to someone and let them know how they can help you. And um, if you want professional help, always talk to your physician or therapist. Um, so let's first talk about anxiety. Once you've been diagnosed with anxiety, please don't self-diagnose. Go to a physician or therapist. Um, you can try to explore treatment options um, with your doctor. For some people, medical treatment isn't necessary. Um, lifestyle changes may be enough to cope with the symptoms. Um, in moderate or severe cases of anxiety, 
Uh, treatment can help you overcome um, the symptoms and lead to a more manageable day-to-day -day life. So treatment for anxiety falls into two categories, psychotherapy and medication, meeting with the therapist or psychologist. Uh, yeah, psych psych psychologist, yeah, okay, I said that right. Um, can help you learn tools to use uh, and strategies to cope with anxiety when it occurs. Uh, medications typically used to treat anxiety include antidepressants and uh, sedatives. They work to create uh, brain, they work to balance brain chemistry and prevent episodes of anxiety and ward off the most severe symptoms of the disorder. Let's go over stress. There's um, a few different treatments. Let's talk over, let's go over talking treatments first. So talking with a trained professional can help you learn to deal with stress and become more aware of your own thoughts and feelings. So some common types of talking treatments uh, which can help with stress are um, cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. So CBT um, helps you understand your thought patterns, recognize your trigger points and identify positive actions that you can take. Mindful-based stress reduction or MBSR um, combines mindfulness, meditation and yoga with a particular focus on reducing stress. Um, moving on to medication, feelings of stress are a reaction to um, things happening in your life. So it's not a mental health problem. Um, there are various medications, there, there's uh, various medications available, which can help to reduce or manage um, some of the signs of stress. So for example, your doctor might offer um, to prescribe sleeping pills or minor tranquilizers if you're having trouble sleeping, antidepressants if you're um, experiencing depression or anxiety, and um, medication to treat any physical problems of stress, such as um, ir irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, or um, high blood pressure. Moving on to the next kind of treatment is ecotherapy. Ecotherapy is a way of improving your well-being and self-esteem by spending time in nature. I do this actually. Um, this can include physical exercise in green spaces or taking part in gardening or um, a conservation product uh, project. And finally, uh, complementary therapies. So you may find certain complementary therapies um, can help you manage feelings of stress. And some of these include um, yoga and meditation, acupuncture, aromatherapy, and um, massages. Anxiety and stress, normal, but it can get out of control. And I'm going to talk about like the psychology of why that kind of gets out of control. And it's just going to like bring up a few, few studies after. Um, so the real cause of anxiety is to kind of put it simply, basically just being human with the capacity to imagine a future. Think about like when you when you're anxious or like when you're stressed out. It's kind of like when you're imagining the unpredictability of the future, right? everything is uncertain in the world especially right now um and that can really be a breeding ground for just being anxious or having a lot of stress and anxiety is super unique in that it can be triggered by events in both the real world so let's say like an up upcoming doctor's visit or like you're having a conflict with like someone you know or i don't know like you get a bad mark in your test or it can be generated wholly internally so this can be like thoughts of real threats that you like project or think that that are going to come or even like imagined imagine threats so like not knowing what to say when a teacher can call it's on, calls on you and like in the zoom call when the teacher hasn't even called on you yet and this can really overwhelm you and like it's it's mostly negative feelings which is why anxiety and stress are really looked at negatively and this is because your mind is activated to be on the lookout for danger so let's say if you're like if you're really anxious or just like a very very anxious person you will see that you're very, very easily startled and all that jitteriness and muscle tension is preparing your body to respond to a possibly adverse situation that you, want, you don't want to be in. And it's really, really well-meaning, like technically on paper for humans intended to keep you alive. But of course, now with like everything else and all like the crazy stuff we have with like schoolwork and whatever, um, 
it can make things a bit difficult to do and just to like deal with life. So two reasons, um, two psych psychological reasons that disorders come about from a psychological perspective are perceived control and cognitive appraisals. So starting with perceived control, um, this is more so actually the lack of perceived control. And this is when, especially during childhood, it can lead to increased anxiety. So anxiety is greatly determined by a person's perceived ability essentially to control a potentially stressful event. So it's important to realize that the lack of control may or may not be accurate. Instead, it's the person's perception about their degree of control that is important for this case. So if you believe you can't control something or feel the control slipping away, um, anxiety will likely increase. Of course, if, you, it's a, if it's like you're studying for a test and you feel like you're just not learning the stuff and you have the test the next day, um, you might have that lack of perceived control and that's going to lead to more and more anxiety and stress and maybe even like a panic attack or some development of a disorder. So continuous thoughts about perceived control or, or lack of perceived control can lead to anxiety disorders and be very, very negative on your mental state. And second is the cognitive appraisals. So the term cognitive appraisal simply means the way that we evaluate and assess a particular environmental event or situation. And uh, cognitive appraisals is a really key concept in psychology in understanding basically how susceptible you are to stress and anxiety. So there's two types of cognitive appraisals. You have primary and secondary. So primary is really just how you evaluate the situation. So it's it determines like whether or not the situation is really relevant to you or if it's going to be like negatively impacting you, if it's worth dealing with or like if you should maybe put more attention to it or less. Um, so that's really the primary appraisal, whereas the secondary one refers to your own evaluation on how you can cope with that situation. Um, so obviously, if you, if you struggle with any of these primary or secondary, you're, you're going to have some like anxiety attacks or maybe um, just increased stress. And this is really like the main psychological aspect of how the thought process works when you're building up stress and then that kind of breaking point when it reaches anxiety. And then you kind of hit that point where you realize that it's impacting your life more than you, it should. And you should you want to talk about like the. Yeah, I remember story. actually learning a little bit about that in psych. That's interesting. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about, why are you laughing? A little bit about a case study. So um, these researchers took around like 70 uh, university undergrad students and they wanted to like give them a math test and um, try to determine their level of math anxiety or stress. And they also, so to do this, they measure their cortisol levels. So I already talked about cortisol a little bit. It's your stress hormone. And so they did this by like collecting saliva samples and they did that before and after the stressful math test. So, um, you know, I would never volunteer to do a test like this. Like who would voluntarily do an experiment for a stressful math test? They're, no. they're not getting paid. Oh yeah. I think sometimes you get, paid. Yeah. I mean, you could, I think some you volunteer and then some you just like get paid. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so the results of this experiment were that rising cortisol levels either led to a performance boost or a performance flop. So um, what that means is that as they got more cortisol, their stress increased, right? So they're saying that some people either had a higher performance or a lower performance. So there, there wasn't really any middle it was either one or two. And like when I first read this study, I was kind of thinking, wouldn't stress just make people do worse on a test? But apparently it could also pe make people more successful. So and the reason for this is that the students who didn't fear math 
they had more their their cortisol increased during the test and they were better performed so these were like confident students and their body's response to stress actually pushed them to get to greater heights which is like really cool i didn't realize you like you could do that so i guess like don't be scared of math and you'll do great and like the same thing worked on the opposite so people who like we're going under stress and like had more stress on top because they were like doing a math test and they weren't like confident about it they didn't have like they had like poor performance so basically what they what the researcher implied and like uh gathered from the findings was that when we're under stress everyone has different reactions and ways to go under the stress that they have and so it really depends on how we interpret our reactions that will predict whether we will like choke or thrive under pressure okay so um moving on to more so our conclusion um but just remember that stress is a normal part of life so if something happens to you just believe that you can handle it. Um, and that is usually the best thing you can do to prevent an overload of stress and the health consequences that come with it. Um, just overall, keep in mind the symptoms of both stress and anxiety. Talk to someone if you need to. Um, and if you or a loved one is feeling overwhelmed by stress, just make sure to talk to your doctor. Um, and also remember that many of these symptoms can also be a sign of other health issues. So just make sure a doctor can evaluate your symptoms and rule out other conditions. And if stress or anxiety is to blame, your doctor can always recommend you a therapist, a counselor, psychiatrist, or just someone in general, um, like a support nurse in your school to help you better handle your stress, anxiety, or any other issues you are facing. Um, before we end off today, I apologize for us laughing like maniacs. I promise we are not creepy or crazy um actually the, the crazy might be true but um but yeah do we have any questions in the q a's or do we not oh, oh i didn't check anyways wait let me check so uh we really appreciate you guys listening to our podcasts um <gasps> we, we hope you enjoyed this one this one was like a little heavy but it was really educational like i learned a lot from it I'm pretty sure all of us just cope with humor. So um, we are yeah, not creepy. So very sorry okay, about that. Someone asked a question. So the question is... I also is, apologize for my red what tomato. You, okay, hello. <laughs> what do you think... What do you guys... No, this is not English. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. This is not English. Okay. <laughs> what do you guys think more people should know about mental health? That it's an actual issue. And just because um, your family deems it not to be one that's severe, it does not necessarily mean it's not true. And though our generation does like to normalize things like depression, anxiety, suicide, and all of that, it's not something that should be normal because um, it is a disorder and it's something that you do need to go get help for. And don't self-diagnose. Actually talk to someone and just figure out a way to help yourself and just remember to love yourself at the end of the day. And you should know that you're like never alone. So you should always find people that you can talk to. Okay, what? sure. Um, so this is the end of the episode. Everybody say bye. 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 Goodbye. Bye. Is that it? I'm All right. Such an abrupt ending. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? We hope you guys enjoyed this one. Bye.